And welcome to our Sounding Off with Kim Munson podcast. This is where we can actually delve into these important topics um, more in depth. And on the line with me is Dr. Jill Vecchio. She's a great researcher. Um, by day, she's a radiologist. She saves women's lives uh, by detecting breast cancer. But she was also one of the few people in America that actually read the complete Obamacare Unaffordable Care Act. And she uh, was out on the stump warning us what what could really happen with that. And here we are all these years later, and we're looking at the Great Reset. And Jill, Dr. Jill has done a lot of research on that. Dr. Jill, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Kim. This is going to be a really important discussion for everybody. Well, it used to be, I think, if people talked about Agenda 2020 or 2021 or uh, Agenda 2030 or the Great Reset, uh, people would say, uh, "Look like you have, looks like you have a tin hat on. But it's not a conspiracy. It's not a tin hat if it comes true. And now I think the veil is off on this. So where do you want to start regarding the Great Reset? I think let's start with a little bit of, of some history. I mean, human nature throughout history. This is this is a story of power and control that has been going on since the dawn of man, right? So if you just kind of put it in that context, there's nothing. It's just a continuation of the idea that powerful and wealthy people think that they should control everyone else, and and every. Every monarchical society uh, that has had their aristocratic um, society, you know, their aristocratic levels, and then the serfs underneath. I mean, that that is that's as old as history. So, kind of keep that in context with what we're going to talk about. This isn't this isn't some monumental conspiracy theory that it is just often no man's land. This is really just human nature and what's been going on for centuries but it's just in a different it's in a different context and they're being incredibly wily about it uh, this time but that's what they want to get back to they want to get back to uh, elites running the world and um, the rest of us in a, in a kind of a serfdom um, mode uh, so that's kind of where you want to start and you and I have said many times that really this plan has been going on for at least 100 years, maybe much more than that, but at least 100 years. And they have very meticulously and patiently uh, gone through step by step what needed to happen, and now it's right in front of us. Uh, a friend of mine sent me a video of Glenn Beck not long, the, a few days ago, I think, and he said, the world that you lived in, where we were living in a constitutional republic and of the people, by the people, for the people, where we could really influence our government, um, and, and the same thing with other countries around the world. Glenn, he said it really well. He says, you no longer live in that world. So understand that the world you thought you lived in no longer exists. And that is the Great Reset, and that's why it's so important to understand what it is that's happening to our country and around the world for about 100 years. But, Jill, can we get it back? Can we reclaim it? Uh, There are a lot of people who are very optimistic because we are waking up and people are starting to fight back. And I went to the caucuses even you know, the caucuses on March 1st, 
And I tell you what, before you'd go to a caucus, even in 2016 for a presidential election, there were five people in the room. There were 20 people in that room, all of like mind, all waking up, going, I haven't been involved before. I've never done this before, but I cannot sit still anymore. I can't watch this happen anymore. I, mean, it's, it, I was really impressed. We were very excited about the turnout just at our one little kind of precinct meeting. It was impressive. Every single, every single precinct had like double or triple the amount of people it had at the last presidential precinct. That's pretty that remarkable. Like presidential. Yeah. And, and we were much. double at our caucus as well. Yeah. And, and so I'm very encouraged. And, and the discussion is very different than it used to be. The discussion is people are doing their research. They're finding out stuff. These people were educated. They knew what was happening. So I was, I was very impressed with that. So that does give me hope. Uh, when okay. you look at the extent of their control at this point, their power base at this point, it does seem very daunting. <laughs> but, but you know what? You know, it's, it's all, you know, we just keep praying that the good Lord gives us the faith and the courage and the perseverance to do what we need to do to whatever we can do Absolutely. to try to fix this and reverse it. Absolutely. And it, this has been percolating underneath the surface, as you mentioned, for quite some time. I think that it really ramped up myself in the 80s, uh, where we started to see... Um, I mean, I remember my kids, instead of learning about our history so much and learning about our founding fathers, it was all about protecting the rainforest. And I believe that we should be good stewards of our land for sure. But it was such a, a movement away from talking about human flourishing to um, other kind of, uh, I guess, what man did to to the land. And um, I, I thought that I think that that's kind of where things started to shift. What do you think? Well, things started to shift before that because they decided that and i'm talking about the elitist the the powerful people around the world decided to use the environment as their uh touchstone for getting people to go along with consolidation of power increased central power of government uh the central banking system was really started really this came out in 1928. Uh, uh, well, there was a, when the World Bank and, and International Monetary Fund were set up in 1944 during World War II, they were members of this thing called the Fabian Society. Now, that may sound like a secret society. It is. But the London School of Economics, you've heard of that? Sure. So the JFK, RFK, so many world leaders and prominent people went to the London School of Economics with a real name, the full name of the London School of Economics, is the Fabian London School of Economics. It was set up by the Fabian Society in England. And I, I said, and Steve, uh, an image of a stained glass window that is in the London School of Economics, the Fabian London School of Economics, and it's about the Fabian Society. They have a shield, and on the shield is a picture of a wolf in sheep's clothing. Uh, part of another part of it is uh, one man holding the globe on an anvil, and mm -hmm. another figure that is looks like just like Lenin, communist Lenin, with a sledgehammer getting ready to pound the earth. And above the stained glass window 
is wording that says remold it nearer to the heart's desire. In other words, remold the earth in a way that they want it molded and do it covertly, hence the wolf in sheep's clothing. One so of the this members is actually, of the Baby again, Society. Okay, so just clarifying. Go ahead. This stained glass window is at the London School of Economics. Yes. Wow. Yes. And this is this this stained glass window was made by the Fabian Society and placed in the Fabian London School of Economics. Now, Fabian Society, you can look it up easy. It's been around for, you know, gosh, about probably 150 years or something. Um, H.G. Wells was a member, or, um, uh, or uh, Orwell, George Orwell was a member of the Fabian Society. He got disillusioned with what they wanted to do and left. What books did he write? Animal Farm in 1984. He knew what these people were doing. H.G. Wells, the guy that wrote, um, oh, uh, was he the time, the time Machine guy? Oh, he wrote yeah. War of the Worlds, right? He did War of the okay. Worlds. H.G. Wells, he, he was a prolific writer and a very strange character. But he wrote a, a book or a, a pamphlet. Um, I guess it was a book because I, I printed I printed out on PDF for free. But he wrote a book called The Open Conspiracy. What the Fabian Society wanted to do was to essentially in, initiate socialism, communism throughout the world, like one world socialism, one world communism. Does that sound familiar? New world order, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, they, that's what they wanted to do in the Fabian society, was to have one world communism, but rather than having like a French Revolution or the Bolshevik Revolution, which was so disruptive and such an abrupt change, he had the idea of showing how this collectivist idea can be embedded into society without arousing alarm or serious opposition. In other words, do it in a stealth, patient, long-term fashion. And this is a quote from The Open Conspiracy. The old religions of the world must give way to the new religion of collectivism. The new religion should be the state, and the state should take charge of all human activity. Wow. And they keep responding, or they keep referring to us, the little guys, as human, human activity, human, uh, human um, habitats. They, they refer all the time to human habitation, which is just kind of freaky, just using that terminology. And, of course, the elitists like H.G. Wells and, and his ilk were all going to be in control of it. Anytime you have a society, anytime you have a a system like socialism that's always two-tiered. It's always the elitists at the top that are making a ton of money, and they keep everybody else as poor as possible and completely control them through their government issues and mandates and, and requirements, right? And they control how much money people can make, where they can go in, in, in the world, in society, where they can travel, how much money they're allowed to make, all of that. And again, that's that, that whole MO is going on for centuries, if not millennia. It's been going on for millennia, as long as there's been the human race, right? Right, right. Um, so, the, so that's kind of a background of where this comes from. So I understand that this thing has been going on for a long time in a very stealthy mode. Now, uh, in the 19... Let me see here. I've got a, a timeline here. Um, in 1992, in the 1980s, books were written that 
ended up turning into Agenda 21. Agenda 21 has never been a conspiracy theory. Agenda 21 has been, you can download Agenda 21 and read it on the United Nations website. It's been there since 1992. So in 1992, as part of this whole long-term plan, something like 179 representatives from 179 countries, including George H.W. Bush, our president, went to Rio de Janeiro for the first Earth Summit. That was in 1992. There were something like 55,000 people in Rio for this summit, 18,000 participants in the summit. This wasn't small. 18,000 people. They came up with a, what they called Agenda 21. Now, um, let me see here. Agenda 21, essentially, they, they were saying, what's wrong with the world? And what they came up with, what's wrong with the world? Inequality, poverty, di- disease. Yeah, we can agree with that. Uh, climate change. Too many people are using up the Earth's resources. There are too many people on Earth. Now, if, if people don't remember anything else from this podcast, remember this. They believe the elites that are running the Great Reset, Agenda 21, who came up with all this stuff, these are elitist power brokers around the world. They believe that the number one problem in the world today is that there are too many people. We have about 7.6 billion people on the earth right now. They want, and they say it in Agenda 21, page 771, they want no more than 1 million people. Preferably half, or 1 billion, 1 billion. Preferably 500 million people on the earth. So what does that tell you? Wow. Tells you they need to get rid of people. Wow. And right. I, I'm, I'm going to say that blatantly because nobody else is saying it. They want to get rid of as many people as possible. That will explain, if you don't remember anything else, that one fact will explain everything that's going on in the world right now. Why they want war. Why there's so much war. Uh, why they're pushing, why COVID may have been released, and I believe it was released on purpose. It was certainly developed on purpose in a lab. We know that. Why? Why did they release it when they did? Why did they handle COVID the way they did? Why have they not allowed people to have outpatient treatment? All that. Okay, good question. Now, COVID, I I agree with you. I think, well, obviously it was developed. It was in the Wuhan lab, but I, I don't think that it was released there on purpose. It doesn't make sense to me. They would not want to be able to track it back to the Wuhan, or Wuhan lab. So I think that it got out by mistake because very possibly, again, this is, this is just conjecture on my part, but it makes sense that maybe they've been creating this stuff for years and then taking it to other parts of the world and releasing it. And so hence you've got Ebola, which is after, named after the Ebola um, river right. or and the Asian bird one and Mer- Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And, right. Um, yeah, avian flu. Right. Or the Legionnaires disease so, okay, so, on so the, uh, okay. Oh, go ahead. So, well, and so Legionnaires disease that. that was on all those, uh, that was on all those exactly. cruise ships, right? Oh, that's a good point too. Yeah. 
Okay. Excuse me. Um, in uh, October, so to address that, oh, in, in 2015, they had another world summit where they all passed Agenda 2030. Um, H.W. Bush did not sign on to Agenda 2030, but, but Bill Clinton did. President Bill Clinton signed on, uh, I think, 192 or 193 of 195 countries have signed signed on to Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030, which was just a, another adaptation with some, some uh, you know, additions onto it, and that was signed in 2015. Now we have, and that was signed by Obama. So in October 18, 2019, okay, October 2019, there was the World Economic Forum, which is Davos, Switzerland, or Davos, right? So when they talk about Davos, that is the World Economic Forum. That is Klaus Schwab, who wrote the book COVID-19, The Great Reset. In October 2019, the World Economic Forum had an event called Event 201, where they did a coronavirus pandemic exercise. I have pictures. You can look up pictures of, of, of Event 201. There are YouTube videos that show you the initial meeting where you can see, you'll recognize so many world leaders, powerful corporate people at Event 201. You can watch video of their opening remarks and their concern about misinformation. How are we going to handle misinformation about this coronavirus? How are we going to handle communication? How are we going to handle blah, blah, blah? Well, how do they handle it? Canceling. Censorship. Misinformation of, of science. Calling real science disinformation, fake science, and real information. Right. All of that, you can look that up online, and I encourage everybody to do that. This is absolutely real. So it is event 201, and it was a coronavirus pandemic. Does that seem coincidental? October 18th, what, when did we have the first cases, you know, supposedly working in China? Two weeks later. Two weeks wow. later. Okay? Now, in uh, and, and, and somehow, somehow... Klaus Schwab and the other gentleman that he wrote the book, COVID-19, The Great Reset, he wrote that book and had it published within six months after COVID. How often does that happen? Wow. You think this may have been already written? Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's just too many coincidences, right? So, and they had had another pandemic exercise, something, I can't remember the name of it, now, all of this, there's, a, there's an imprimus as a newsletter from Hillsdale College that comes out. In their last newsletter, I think it came out uh, a week and a half ago or something, uh, before I did my first talk on the Great Reset. It came out like that day or something. They do a whole thing on the Great Reset, and, and they confirm all of this. They confirm all of this. Um, so, and uh, Glenn Beck wrote a book on the Great Reset that goes into great detail with a lot of quotes from the people from the World Economic Forum. You can go on the World Economic Forum website, and they and they talk about this one. Another one of the images I sent you, all of the things that COVID has done, and I'm going to go through those in a minute. But I still want to talk a little bit about Agenda 21. So, Agenda 21 brought up some of the terminology we hear all the time: climate change, sustainable development. They're big into population control, right? 
One World Order, New World Order. Those all started with Agenda 21. Um, and then it started, the you know, Paris Climate Accord came from Agenda 21. Then things that are unsustainable. So in the actual document of Agenda 21, and I didn't come up with these page numbers. This came was come up with, uh, by uh, somebody else who has read all of this. There's a great, um, you've got that in an email I sent you already, uh, uh, a link to this great Agenda 21 video, and maybe you can post that on the website too, for, that goes through this whole thing and how it came about. This guy is a wonderful speaker, and he did so much research. Anyway, so uh, the things that are unsustainable according to Agenda 21. Ski runs, fish ponds, pastures. Pastures? What about the animals that have to eat on the pasture? Golf courses, concrete highways, asphalts, and dams. And they've been apparently getting rid of some of the dams, closing down dams. Right, right. The, the legal system is unsustainable because plants and animals don't have rights in our legal system. Uh, private property, understand that private property is unsustainable. The World Economic Forum, uh, some of the leaders there had said, you know, they, they, they quoted, uh, Glenn Beck quoted something that said, uh, this woman wrote, I, I, own, I will own nothing and I will love it, right? I'll be happy about it. The government right. will supply everything for me. So this property rights are not, private property rights are not sustainable. Consumerism. We consume too much and therefore it's too much of a burden on the earth. Well, you know, it, and all of these you can really kind of agree without, the, except for the private property. You can kind of agree, yeah, we consume a lot. We make a lot of garbage. We use up a lot of resources. So a lot of this stuff does not sound unreasonable, Suburbs are unsustainable. Everybody needs to be piled into big cities. Uh, and individual houses are not sustainable. What are we finding now? There are big investment companies investing um, in single-family homes, and then they're turning them into something else. Um, the family unit is unsustainable. Government needs to, to be your family. Fossil fuels obviously are unsustainable. And what are we finding now with the whole Russia thing, right? Shut down the Keystone Pipeline, allow Russia to still sell their stuff, even though you're giving them lots of other sanctions, but you're still allowing Russia to sell fuel. And then at that, at what point would that shut down and what would that do to the world? Right. Farming is unsustainable. Farming is unsustainable. How are we supposed to eat? Oh, uh, maybe we're supposed to eat Bill Gates's fake meat, Right. Right. Um, on page 771, they have to keep the population below 1 billion, uh, but there are other ones that, uh, other documents where they are quoted as saying uh, half a billion people. Okay, that's a big deal. Then they have this Wildlands Project, and I sent you an image of the United States, and they have, it's mostly, the, 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 the map is mostly red and then this yellow-orange kind of color. Right. All the red is areas where there can be no human habitation whatsoever. Uh, the yellow portion is limited habitation under government control and strict and, and heavy restrictions. That's the majority of this map. If you're look, are you looking at it? I, I am. Then they have a little bit of a, a greenish area where there's some normal, um, like normal habitation, and a lot of that is going to be like farmland. Some farmland will be able to still be used, but not very much. Nothing like it is now. Uh, and they have a, a few black dots in the northeast, um, you know, somewhere around Michigan and Chicago, Chicago some Wisconsin, 
and and uh, like around Los Angeles or something. That's right. where the people are allowed to live. That's where the people are allowed to live, and these little black dots. So it's absolutely frightening when you look at this map and you realize that this map was from like 2003. It's been okay, almost no, 20 where, years old. Where did you find this map? You can find it anywhere. You just you just uh, uh, what is you just Google or DuckDuckGo. You say uh, like a what did I go wild? It's called the Wildlands Project. Okay. Part of Agenda 21. This map was issued by the United Nations. Okay, not conspiracy theory, not made up. Issued by the United Nations, and it was part of NAFTA. That blew me away. Oh, really? It was part of NAFTA. North American Free Trade Agreement was Isn't part of Trump making got... up this map. Didn't he get rid he of got that? Rid of, he got rid of NAFTA, yes. Bill Clinton wow. st- signed on to NAFTA. Wow. Okay, so, so th- this, is, this is multiple entities working together with complete complicity of the United States government. Think about this, folks. It's all about the elitists wanting to control the little people. Remember that always. Now, um, let's see. Now we can go on to coronavirus. So what did, what did COVID accomplish? So let's look at, look at what in the last two years has transpired. And, and this is mimicked also. I made this list myself, and then I found the World Economic Forum website, and they have the same list. This is going to be the fallout from COVID, and they're, they're happy about this. So what did COVID do? we got worldwide lockdowns, fear campaign, and now we've had complete disruption of the su- supply chain, right? Right. Uh, collapse of small businesses. Small businesses. So part of the plan is consolidation of power and money and resources into large preferably multinational corporations so that they can move to the one world order. It's consolidate and destroy kind of thing. Uh-huh. Rather than divide and conquer, it's consolidate and destroy. Consolidate and control. Um, adoption of biometric surveillance technologies. This is all about right. 5G, and we talked about 5G a couple of times. Right. So a bunch of 5G towers were, were put up during COVID. 5G, right. folks, is not about faster Internet speeds. 5G is all about surveillance and collection. Surveillance and data collection, 5G. Uh, and that's what's being, that's how China, think China. Okay, if you want to kind of think about how they want the world to be, China is kind of their template. This, this massive government control over the individual person. Um, social media censorship of misinformation, quote unquote, misinformation. So they decide what's misinformation and make sure that nobody gets to hear it. And usually the misinformation, what they call misinformation, is actually the truth, right? Right, right. Control over the movement and gathering of the population. They did that. Lockdowns, you can't get together with friends, you can't talk to one another, you know, right? They did all that. Control over the entire narrative of scientific truth. Right. Widespread rioting with BLM, so they create chaos. Uh they, in my opinion, they, it allowed them to completely uh, commit massive election fraud, in my strong opinion, in 2020. Mass unemployment, financial collapse, 
control over healthcare decisions, vaccines, control over the doctors. They achieved that, and we've talked about that like crazy. Right, right. Um, and, and that's through that was through forming huge consolidated healthcare corporations. Well, you know, Jill, when I've looked at that, these big, big hospitals, I, I'm looking at this, and and um, they're almost like a hospital industrial complex in their in their own way. It is. It is absolutely 100%. And they're controlling all our health care. When the government, through their corporations, because now what we're finding is, and this is all part of their plan strategic partners, public private partnerships, non governmental organizations, all of that is the government using private corporations who are not responsible to the electors or to, to, the, to the voters. Government is using. Corporations allowing them to get massively huge, too big to fail, right? Wall Street, right? All right. these big financial institutions. They are using that partnership of huge corporations with government in order to control us and control our economy, control our energy, control health care, um, all of it, and, and communication. <laughs> And All Jill, of those, not those four things. If you control banking, healthcare, communication, and energy, you control the people. Period. Well, and it's not just corporations. Also, it's your NGOs, your non-governmental organizations, which right. typically are under the guise of a nonprofit. Right. Exactly. The whole nonprofit thing is a total scam. It really is a total scam. And and, it, and there's just almost no regulation on. It. There's very little regulation on it, to be honest. Um, so we have, and then we have what massive spending worldwide because of COVID bail out this, uh, pay people not to work vaccine development, vaccine distribution, massive spending worldwide. What has that done? They just turn on the printing presses, the private, the private banks that run the central banking system. Again, we've said the federal reserve is not federal. It's not a reserve. They have no reserves. Well, they probably have it, but they, they own it personally because they're private bankers that run our Federal Reserve System and the World Bank and the IMF. These are private. This isn't government at all. All they, they print money when Congress passes a law. They print money, throw it into the uh, – and, and give, it, give it to the government. The government issues bonds that we have to pay interest. So we're paying interest on money that was created out of nothing. Where does that come from? Wow. But that's been the whole premise of the central banking system. Every time the every time the bank or the central bank, the Federal Reserve, issues a bunch of money, it, it comes into, let's say, a government contractor's pocket. He goes to the bank. He deposits that money. That bank can then turn around and loan 90% of that money out to somebody else. Those people then take their money to the bank that they've borrowed. They deposit it in their personal bank account. That bank can then loan out 90%. By the time they're done, $10,000 worth of new money created out of nothing from the Federal Reserve has created $100,000 in new debt. $100,000 10 times. Wow. Understand that that's where inflation comes from. Every time they print money, the dollar in your pocket is worth that much less. They've right. just diluted the value of, of everybody's dollar. That's the game they've been playing forever. So now they're the massive spending worldwide, and, I, I, and we can talk about this later, because 
they want to have a new banking system that is all based on digital currency, and we're not talking about Bitcoin. It's all based on digital currency. So how do they go about introducing a whole new currency system, a whole new banking system that would be centrally controlled through one bank for the entire world? That's what they want. How do they do that? They have to crash the system. They have to create a crisis. They have to crash the current system. To me, that's what this massive worldwide spending is all about. Um, and then uh, I've said they consolidating power in in large industries. So on, on a forum, I sent you an image of that came from their website, February tenth, twenty twenty two. Um, and it's the same list that I just that I just gave out. You know, supply chain, massive rioting, blah blah blah, unrest, civil unrest, uh, you know, misinformation, all this stuff. And Klaus Schwab has a quote here. It says, as lockdowns are – Klaus Schwab, the head of the World Economic Forum, uh, and, they're, and they're, one of their mantras is build back better. Build back better. Who had that campaign slogan? I wonder. Yeah, Joe Biden. Build back better. Isn't it funny that that's, that, that slogan is used by World Economic Forum and people promoting the Great Reset? What I find so amazing and what we see is the arrogance of, I mean, you can take a look, and that is the the World Economic Forum's, um, their mantra, build back better. Or, yeah, build, I keep thinking build back bankrupt because that's what it's going to be. But um, we've seen that across the spectrum. I also see it here in Colorado, just kind of the arrogance of what we're seeing with some of the Republican leadership. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Bill Owens, former uh, uh, governor here of Colorado, is on the board of directors of a Moscow bank. I mean, I'm just kind of shocked these people do this kind of stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's it's like, um, what do they call it? It's, It's just a... A stepping stone, serving in government is a stepping stone. The uh, the classic one is you go into a government agency, you work for a few years, you make some legislation that has that's incredibly complicated with bunches of regulations, and then you go into the private sector and you're a consultant, a highly paid consultant who goes around to businesses. Businesses pay you so that you can interpret the legislation that you wrote to them. Yep. I mean, what, what, um so in this on the on the World Economic Forum website, it says as lockdowns are starting to ease, governments and organizations across the globe are turning their attention to the recovery process and the opportunity it provides to rebuild in a different way. The world must act jointly and swiftly to revamp all aspects of our societies and economies. Every industry, from oil and gas to tech, must be transformed. We need a great reset of capitalism. And, when, and one of their slogans is improving capitalism through government intervention. Right. That's an oxymoron. Yeah. Right. Capitalism is – and we haven't had true capitalism for 100 years because of government interference and intervention. So if somebody says capitalism doesn't work, it's not capitalism that isn't working. It's the government interference in capitalism that isn't working. It's and now, now they want to use that, yeah, to say capitalism doesn't work, and because there are enough uneducated people running around that are believing it, because they see the things not working, the reason things aren't working is because of government intervention, as Ronald Reagan said, not in spite of, not in spite of it. 
Right. Uh, so they have, you know, strategic partners, things like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, BlackRock, that's a huge, the largest investment firm, I think, in the world, um, big tech and big data with 5G, big pharma, Google, Apple, Amazon, financial institutions, Wall Street, uh, multinational corporations, health agencies that we've talked about, and obviously media. Those are their strategic partners for the Great Reset. And let's face it, they own all of this. They now own banking, healthcare, communication, and energy. Think about okay, that, Jill. folks. The world you thought you lived in, you no longer live in. Okay, Jill. I'm a millennial. And let's say I'm a mom, a couple of kids, and, um, you know, husband and I are working our tails off to try to just make ends meet. We see what's happening in Ukraine. We see what's happening with China and Taiwan. We see what's happening with North Korea. All of this. Where's the hope in all this? Uh, there is hope in education. And like I said, you know, people are waking up. So the reason you and I are doing this podcast is to wake more people up, continue to educate people. And it's people like you and me and, you know, and there are more and more people that are speaking out and asking questions and they're being citizen journalists, looking things up themselves. Thank God for the Internet. That are educating themselves, find, trying, seeking out the truth themselves. And we're, we're now discussing it with each other, whereas before you, you never talked about religion and politics. Now, I'm telling you, you can't sit down with somebody for five minutes that you hardly even know without politics coming up. Right. I, and I find that truly encouraging. But it's the, it's the people who are, are refusing to understand that there is a bigger picture involved in everything that's happening around us. All the little stories we hear are all part of a big picture, and that is the Great Reset that started with, you know, the big, it started bigly with Agenda 21. Excuse me. So uh, I think more and more people are, are going to be open to the notion that there is a bigger game afoot, but I can tell you there's some really well-educated people out there who still don't want to think that that's happening. They still don't want to think that there's a bigger picture. Until we understand and accept that there is a bigger picture going on here, we will not be able to stop it. Do you agree? I, I do agree. And I also, uh, I also think that, uh, like you do, that there are so many people that are waking up and that's why I think that those that have this agenda of the Great Reset are just trying to move move this into to more speed on this because they realize that people are waking up. But but the beauty on on this is we see everyday people, the, the Canadian truckers, my gosh, such heart with them, everyday people that mm-hmm. push back against the mask mandates and the vaccine mandates. And... Uh, I think that's one thing that those that are, are pushing the Great Reset have never never really understood, and that is the everyday person's love of freedom. And I think, I think that is being awakened in so many different people throughout America and throughout the world. Yeah, and, and it's, I think it's really encouraging that there are people throughout the world who are looking to the United States and they are, they're saying, you, you guys better hang on here, you know, because the rest of the world goes down. And they're not just sitting by, they're protesting. They are protesting in the way that Americans typically protest. We're not used to seeing protests like what we're seeing 
in France and Germany and Italy and, yeah, in the U.K. It's really – that's heartening to me that this is becoming a worldwide kind of us-versus-them kind of routine. Um, and, and so much of the really good research and the truth about COVID came from foreign countries, not from the U.S., because we were blocked. They weren't blocked from talking about it. And they did a bunch of research on the ivermectin and HCQ. A lot of that stuff really came out of France and Europe, which was really encouraging. Um, now, uh, one, of the, one of the things that um, is part of the Great Reset, they call it the Fourth Industrial Revolution. I hadn't heard that term before, but people, other people have. Fourth Industrial Revolution, the first three industrial revolutions were mechanical, electrical, and digital. The fourth industrial revolution in, includes the convergence of big data, 5G, artificial intelligence, and there's an amazing video uh, uh, that was done by some left, uh, you know, kind of left-leaning. Uh, it's a documentary is really well done on artificial intelligence in China and how wonderful it is that they have facial recognition and you can't even use a credit card or cash in Beijing, you have to use your cell phone and the central bank's digital currency system that they have. That's all based on how social credits. So we'll go into some of that too, because they're already using social credits in the United States. Um, but this artificial intelligence stuff, machine learning, quantum computing, which is really a fascinating thing. If anybody wants to look up some geeky stuff, quantum computing is amazing. It'll blow your mind. Genetics, obviously, collecting DNA, nanotechnology. Do you remember that Harvard professor a couple of years ago that was yeah. arrested because yep. he was doing research? Uh, and he was doing research for China. China had paid for a lab for him, but he was also doing research for the U.S. military and the U.S. government that didn't disclose that he was also doing the same research for China and sharing the information. Problem. Crazy. Big problem, yeah. What he was... Right. So I looked up what his company was. It was a nanotechnology company. And what they were working on was implanting a way to inject, have a, have a nanoparticle small enough to inject into the human brain and monitor brain waves. Now, if you can monitor brain waves, what else could you do? You can control Simulate brain. brain waves. Right. Control it. Yeah. So. Now, that to hey, me, in and of itself, is like an evil thought to begin with. The idea that it's now that, that his technology was being funded in part by Bill Gates's prior partner from Microsoft. That was of among course. the people that were on board of directors or something. Um, yeah, and it's being shared with China, the U.S. military, and the U.S. government. We're funding that research. Why? To me, why is our government funding that kind of research? Why? That just, that's you know, a good question. I, that's a big question for me. And, and don't tell me it's so. to control seizures in patients. That's baloney. I'm not, I'm not going to buy that. But, you know, and any new technology, let's face it, can be used for good or evil. Unfortunately, a, a lot of this technology, they're going to use it against us. And we're going to well, be yes, completely taken that. by surprise. Right. And that's why we have to be super um, vigilant. Jill, we're getting uh, about 45 minutes into this. Should we kind of button this up and do another podcast soon on this? You know, it would be worthwhile because uh, I could do one on the, on the central banking system so I can explain to people how the banking system really is set up because it's, 
it's so hard to really get a feel for it. So, uh, and, and I, I have been, you know, I've kind of streamlined my talk. And then we can talk about how they want to change the banking system, because you have to understand how our banking system was set up, how it works, uh, why it works the way it does, who's benefiting from it. Then we can talk about Bitcoin, how that works a little bit, because that's a complicated thing that a lot of people don't understand. And then how the, how the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset wants to completely reset the banking system, because you have to understand the current central bank and Bitcoin before you'll understand the system that they want and how it differs and how, and how dangerous that will be and how they're going to use that central banking system to control our activity through these SGEs, social, governmental, and environmental uh, credit, credit system, like a social credit score. And if you behave well, then you get you may get an extra discount on something. If you misbehave according to what their criteria, then they can freeze your bank account just like they've been doing. That's the system they want worldwide to control us. So uh, that might be the next uh, podcast. Okay, well um, we'll we'll stay tuned on that and we'll do that. So, Jill, thanks so much. And just uh, um, anything else you wanted to say to button up this particular podcast? You know what? Send send this podcast to as many people as possible. Send them to link, a link to this podcast. Um, and I'm, I'm giving talks on The Great Reset. If somebody wants me to give a talk, then they can contact you. Is that okay? That's fine. And I can come and give a whole slideshow presentation of this, and, and that's combined with the banking thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, just be, get a bunch of people together because people want to learn about this. We had a great group here at my house when I, give, when I gave this talk because everybody wanted to learn about it. Okay, so yeah. for sure, if uh, any of you want to have Jill come and present, just email me at kim at kimmunson.com, and uh, we'll get you connected. Dr. Jill, thank you so much. We'll be doing this, um, recording this next podcast very soon. And uh, again, my friends, God bless you, and God bless America.